Hi, I'm Ellie. And I'm Ben. And this is Concerning Tolkien. Your favorite token podcast. Ever. All right. All righty. In the halls of the Ivana. I know. No. Um, kind of. Lorian, I would say. I mean, I'm next to a tree stump, so I'm sure she'd be mad about that. Yeah, but we can blame my... Others. Yeah. But here we are to talk about the second kind of subsection of the Silmarillion, the Valaquenta. Yeah, there are a lot of these uh, ten cent words yeah. that kind of get thrown around. That token no, just that's a quarter word. That's a, that's a twenty five cent word. Fair enough. Valaquenta. Mm-hmm. But no, it's um, kind of giving us the background on all the Valar and a little bit on the Maiar. Yeah. And then, of course, Morgoth slash Melkor. He's still Melkor. Yeah, but in We're the... We're not va- going to give it they, away. No, they give that name in the Valaquenta. Yeah, fair enough. I'm still. not spoiling anything. I think... Well, we... There's a story behind that. Yes, and we will get to that. Um, but we're actually not that far away anymore. No, the, um... Nice. The next section is the beginning of the Quintus Silmarillion. Yeah, which, um... So this is the part that kind of loses people yeah. early on, is these first couple chapters, because it is kind of a book of Genesis, and then uh, it's like, then there's a chapter that's just dedicated to, like, explaining who the characters yeah, are. Yeah, lots of names, and yeah. they dwell here, and they're also known by this, and they're married to this person, and... So, to keep it simple, uh, as in all things, <laughs> uh, magic. Magic. Seven is the number. So there are seven Valar, and then there are seven uh, There's eight wives. main Valar. Well, yes, if you count Melkor. No, there was nine, and then... It literally says seven. I had eight. It literally says there are seven Valar, and then there are seven wives of the Valar. Among them, nine were of chief power and reverence, but one is removed from their number, and eight... Oh, I'm sorry, you're right, of eight remain. You are right. That's the general eight most power for Valar. You are right. There are seven husbands and seven wives and then there's a couple of them that dwell alone yes um so uh we're not gonna go through no each and every one we'll go through the main characters because mm-hmm. they're the ones that matter we talked about a little bit of them in the last episode but yeah uh if you haven't just recently listened to the last episode as a quick refresher there is god who is goes by two names either eru or Iluvatar. or sometimes eru Iluvatar. And he is the one. Yeah. He is the highest god. He is... The superior being. Yeah, he's kind of, um, in a Christian turn of phrase, he is God. Mm-hmm. And then there are angels, and then there are saints. So you kind mm-hmm. of keep going down the levels of... Yeah. Of... Deification? Uh, yes, there we go. That's a good... That's a ten go. cent word, <laughs> um, but you kind of go through the the casts yeah. of godliness exactly, um, and so there is God, Iluvatar, mm-hmm. and then the next level down are the uh, angels which he created. Yeah, and his highest angel, Lucifer, was Melkor. Yeah, and Melkor uh, descended. What's up? He falls. Yes, much like Lucifer, yep. falls and kind of becomes the devil. He's the big bad. And after, excuse me, God creates, uh, or Iluvatar creates Arda, which is the world, mm-hmm. um, and Middle-earth. Um, 
Melkor decides he's going to go down to Middle-earth, and instead of ordering it, he is going to basically try and command it as yeah. if he was uh, Iluvatar himself. Yeah, he wants control. He wants domination. He doesn't want to kind of guide and help and um, provide sort of assistance. He just wants to tell everyone what to do and do things his own way. Yep. And then on the other hand, starring in the Gabriel role, <laughs> is going to be Manwax. So is he Gabriel or is he the Archangel Michael? Uh, Michael probably yeah. is a better. Uh, For those of you who aren't Christian, you have no idea who we're talking about, so don't worry about it. Yeah, anyway. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think of other analogies. So it's kind of... Uh, this is the pantheon of the kind of demigod gods of Tolkien's mythology. It is, but it's... It, it's easy to look at them isolated yeah. as the Greek gods, and, and it's like, harder to, to yeah. look at it through a mythological perspective because there are such Christian layerings yeah. with, there is an almighty god above all right. of these, yeah. um, which is not the case in um, like Greek, Norse mythology Greek mythology or, or Norse mythology. No. I think it's the easiest way to think of it is that you do have Iluvatar, who is the god of gods, and then you have kind of these lesser gods angels, demigods, whatever you want to call them, and they're all some are greater than others. They all kind of have their own strengths. They don't necessarily control all aspects of the world like a all-powerful god might. Mm -hmm. um, and it's more them kind of teaming up and being the pantheon like I said, of gods that the people of Middle-earth might think, might kind of turn to and yeah. think of. Yeah, so um, the um the 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 valar are the gods that walk the earth yeah so they are the ones that the elves and men are familiar with yeah. and they i don't think they make a direct reference to Iluvatar often no if ever so when they are referring to the gods or the valar yeah. and stuff like that they kind of regard them as their pantheon Basically. so Pretty much from this point out, um, uh, Iluvatar is going to come back in at one major critical juncture, mm -hmm. but then the rest is pretty much, it's the, Valar. Pretty much the Valar. So we're going to switch over, um, you know, our analogies to a Greek pantheon, especially mm -hmm. for this chapter. Yeah, big time. Um, so yeah, um, you have Hades is definitely um, being played by um, Melkor. And then you're going to have... Um, See, that's where it gets tough, though, because... Uh, I'm going with the Disney Hercules I was going to say, it's like, if you go with the Disney Hercules, then yeah, Hades is the big bad, but you could almost say that Mandos is more Hades because he's the one in charge of the Houses of the Dead. Yeah, that's fair, but do you have, like, an ultimate bad? I don't know, Kronos, Atlas, whatever titan of evil. Yeah, it doesn't really fit with... Prometheus, he's the yeah. one that fell, I guess. I think it's 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 easier to think of it as a pantheon of gods rather than trying to make a one-to-one. -one. No, because uh, what's been called? Manway is certainly Zeus. That's like, that is a very easy, he's literally like Lord of the Winds, like yeah. instead of God of the Sky. Like, come on. That well, it's is... like there are, there are connections, but I think it's going to get too confusing if we try to make it a one-to-one. Disagree. I think that there are, it's not one to one, but I think that there are closer yeah. uh, analogies that can be made. That's fair. Um, I, and, I don't know. know if I agree with Hades as being Melkor, though. Yeah, that's fair. I, like I said, I'm going with the Disney cartoon <laughs> version. Yeah. Which is exactly. Because if you go with the, the Greek is. mythological version of Hera, Varda is not Hera. No. Thankfully. For <laughs> everyone in Middle Earth. Uh -huh. Um. 
So, Manway yeah. is the chief of the Valar. He is the king He's of the, the Valar, He's the one that yeah. kind of succeeds Melkor's position yeah. and ends up being really awesome yeah. and great. But They were um, brothers in Iluvatar's eyes, so Melkor and Manway were the two most powerful Valar. But it is made clear, Melkor, Melkor was, was the much most, yeah. stronger. Yeah. Uh, and then as Manway's wife, partner... Varda. Varda. And I always forget this, that the, um, the Valar is the masculine term for them, and then the Valier is the feminine term. Yeah. I always forget that they have that, that they have that. I always refer them collectively as the Valar, I think, which is probably a paternalistic. But way it's, of, I mean, it's the same thing in most like romance languages, like in Spanish and French and stuff. If you're talking about a mixed group of people of male and female, it's the male. Yeah, one the masculine. giant step for yeah. mankind. <laughs> right. Um, so. Uh, but yes, you have Manway and Varda, mm-hmm. who are the the king and queen of the El- of the the Valar, basically, and Varda is the most beloved to the elves. For those of you who have read Lord of the Rings before, she's the one that they're talking about when they say Elbereth Gilfonio. Yep. That is Varda. So queen it's of just. The stars. Yeah, exactly. It's it's Queen God. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you do Disney Hercules. Yeah. The Disney Hercules version of Hera. Uh, the lovely mother. Yes, exactly. Is kind <laughs> of more of what Varda is. Yes. Um, but yes, Frodo is uh, referencing her mm-hmm. in She Looks Lair yeah. when he does that weird elvish With moment the, and holds up the mm-hmm. star the, glass. The vial of Galadriel. Well, it's also in the um, the first couple of chapters of The Fellowship of the Ring when they meet Gildor. Oh, yes. And yep, them, because yep. they're singing, because they're high elves. They're yep. the remnants of the Noldor. Mm-hmm. And they... Oh, hell, They're singing here. to the Queen of the Stars. Yes. I'm sorry. That was a bad impression of the Rob Inglis. Um... <sighs> version of the fellowship where he it's, sings and he does a really cool like old-fashioned yeah. like baritone if kind you, of singing if you listen to the um the audiobooks for like the hobbit and the lord of the rings and everything rob inglis sings it's literally every poem every song every verse some he does better than others some of them are a bit much but like but his, i enjoy some yeah of them. his uh lay of the fall of boromir is mm. actually fantastic yep that's a moving one. But we're getting off track. As always. Um, I love that some of them have, like, secondary names, too. Like, Manway Sulimo. So cool. I, I love the name Sulimo. Yeah. And Lord it's just... of... Oh, God, I just had it. Lord of the Breath of Arda. Again, like, King of the Wind. Yeah. But saying Lord of the Breath of Arda. Mm-hmm. Such a cool way of saying it. Token and does have a turn of phrase. I might be the first person to say this. Yeah. Varda, Lady of the Stars, Elbereth yep. Gilthoniel. Uh, and then next up, uh, 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 Mandos, we should probably leave till last, because yeah. that's a complex oh, yeah. job. And but I'd not... say he's probably number two. No, that's Olmo. I was going to say, aside from Olmo. Yeah. So let, let's talk about Poseidon. I know. Yes, <laughs> Olmo, Lord of Waters. He is literally Neptune. Yep. In, like, there's no, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, one for one is like, Olmo is mm-hmm. beside. He is, he's yes. like he's not as much of a dick, but that's he's he's the first. Well, we've only gone through. He's only the third uh, Valar that we've talked about, but he's one the first one that does not have a spouse. He dwells alone. I just uh, I always love that um, Token is so attached to the sea. Yep. And so his descriptions of it are so good, mm-hmm. and he makes a point of when Iluvatar makes the ocean. 
He says the music of the Ainur was cl most closely reflected in the waters of the sea. Yeah. And I just, I think that's so cool that it's like life and existence mm -hmm. is supposed to be the ocean. Yeah. And Ulmo doesn't come to Valinor. He doesn't like live with the other Valar. He spends all he of his time apart. in the various waters. He's not just the ocean. It's like the rivers all find their way yep. to him. All the lakes, like he, any body of water is. Yeah, I think, um... I think Ted Nasmith does a great version of um, Olmo, mm -hmm. and that's, we should clarify, it's Olmo with a U, not yes. Elmo, it's Olmo. U-L-M-O, Olmo. Yeah, and um, I'm a big fan, he's one of my favorites, certainly yeah. of the gods. I like him more than Manway, because yeah. Manway doesn't do a lot. No, Olmo is not unique, because some of the other Valar also do this as well, but he is one of the few that actively takes a part in some of the events I of the think, Silmarillion. I think he is the biggest mover and shaker. He actively intervenes um, on behalf of elves yes, and men. Yes, and it's uh, what's it, 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 I just read it, and um, as a quick refresher, but it was he. It is literally said is yeah. like he was loved by both elves and men, and mm -hmm. he loved elves. Yes, and, men, and he went out of his way multiple times yeah. to protect them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I think he's great. He's awesome. And uh, then we have Aule and Yavanna. Yeah, another pair. Um, Aule is just, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hephaestion. Hephaestus. Hephaestus, yes. yes. Hephaestus. Is, it, is it Hephaestion? Maybe, is that, no, because he's Vulcan in the Roman pantheon. Is that it? might be somebody from Hephaestus. Alexander the Great's retinue. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, he's, the, he's the, the smith. He's the craftsman. Yes. And then Yavanna is his wife, and she is trees, nature, plants. Yeah. Um, Aule is also is what she's called. super cool. We're not going to reveal, you know, what he does. Oh, but we'll have a lot a more to talk about with Aule in the Aule is another episodes. one who kind of gently screws the world. Yeah. Um, multiple times over, unintentionally. Um he means well, but he's the craftsman, he's mm -hmm. the smith, he's the builder. And he, the... he teaches his craft. He doesn't just... To anyone who's busy. And this is this is revealed at the end of this section, so those of you who are reading along and have read the Valaquenta, Sauron, his name is familiar, was one of the Maiar of Aule, so... We can get into that later. Um, but yeah. Yeah, he's the smith, he's a master of crafts. Um, he... He and Melkor kind of contended with each other a lot because he was the one who was building up like the mountains, and then Melkor was knocking them down. And he was—he's the creator. He likes yeah. to create, and it's not he's literally just, he's just a smith. No. It's like he likes to make yes. everything. Yes, but he's specifically the—he's the, not like a creator of nature because it's like he will use he natural bends things. nature he, to his will. Yes, yes, which is where he Yvonne comes into comes in. yes. Because she is the Big guardian comfort. of nature. Yeah. Um, she's Mother Nature. Yeah. Is what Yvonne uh, is. Gaia, Gaia? Gaia? No, that's just, just Mother Earth. Earth. Yeah. Yes. Um, she's, uh, what's it called? She's the Titan of the Earth. And yep. I don't think that she's no. a particularly nice No, would you say she's more like, De no, because Demeter is more goddess of the harvest. Yeah. I don't think there's a one for one. No. I think it's Mother Nature yeah. is kind of the... Say say so. So. so she's gardens and trees, yep. and she protector is the protector of all that grows. Yes, um, and she comes into constant conflict with yes. her husband. Oh yeah, opposites attract. Mm -hmm. And her surname, Kementari. 
another. I put a gun to my head and I would have been able to come up with that well, one. Well, that's, I'm, I'm, I've got my notes. Mm -hmm. But it is Yavanna Kementari, Queen of the Earth. Just yep. like, so cool. All right. Then there's a bunch that are kind of like. Uh, so we're getting into. We can give the names, but they're not super relevant. Yeah. Where you've got the Mendos and Lorien are brothers. And they're technically the names of the places where they live. Mandos is super important, yes. but like I said, let's leave him for last because he's—it's a complicated yeah. description. His name, these. funnily enough, is Namo. Yeah. And Lorian's name is Irmo, and Lorian is—he just has like gardens that people go in, yeah. like refer and like. I don't think he does anything no. ever. No, he's a, the big thing that people will think of is like, oh, Lost Lorian, mm -hmm. and um, that's kind of where the name comes from. Where it's just the gardens of Valinor were known as Lorian. He's a gardener. He is. Master of visions and dreams is what he is. Okay. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, his wife is Este, who's healer of hurts and weariness. So again, yep. She's, um, she's important. Yep. Um, then... I also... I would like to draw the parallel of... Uh, what is Aragorn's original name? Estelle. Estelle. S so Este is healing, yep. Estelle is hope, hope. and yep. I like that the both roots, of those the connections. Are, yep, I, I yep. think that's cool. Um, next we have Niena, and she is the sister of Mandos and Lorian. She's actually important. She is too. She's um, she also dwells alone. She has no spouse, and she is kind of the chief mourner. Yeah, she's. She... I feel like there's more to it, but she cries a lot. Yeah. She's, um, there's a lot of, like, wisdom and sadness. Yes. She's the, um, uh, who's the goddess of the hearth for Greek gods? Yeah, had to ask her, me. Her, her, it starts with Hecate? No. No. Hecate is the, um, what's it called? She's a witch. Mm-hmm. You had to ask me. It's, um, damn it. You're making me look it up. I know. This is super unprofessional for a podcast. Well, you're more of the Greek person than I am. Goddess of the I heart. read Percy Jackson. Huh? I said, I just read Percy Jackson. Yeah, I never got around to that. Well, you're wrong. Hestia. Hestia. Yes, yes. Hestia, the goddess of the heart. Yep. Um, that's kind of... There's a lot of, like, wisdom mm -hmm. in that. Yeah. Kind of sad, And it kind of makes character. a point where she is acquainted with grief and mourns for every wound that Arda has suffered of the marring of Melkor. So great was her sorrow as the music unfolded that her song turned to lamentation long before its end, and the sound of mourning is woven into the themes of the world before it began. So she's a Debbie Downer. Yeah. Anyway, um, next up? Next up is Tulkas. I love Tulkas. Tulkas is like the, hey, happy to be here, bro. Yeah, he's got... Tulkas is a bro. Yeah, that's kind of exactly how I would describe Astaldo, him. the valiant. Yeah, he's just kind of this naked guy that likes to wrestle people. Um, yeah. Which is, like, literally what he's described as. Um, Basically. Yeah. It's a... Delights in wrestling and in contests of strength and laughs in the face of everything. His, um... His weapon of choice is his bare hands. Yep. He rides no steed because he is faster than everything on yes. his own two feet. So he's just a naked flash that just likes to dingle-dangle around Middle <laughs> Earth. And his spouse is Nessa. Yes. Who is, I think, closest to Artemis. Where yes. deer are her particular favorites, and she runs with the deer in the mm -hmm. woods. And then Orome is her brother. And I love Orome. Orome the hunter. 
Yeah. He's or, like our Apollo. Yes. He's, um, what's he's very, also very important in the next chapter. Yes. But again, he's another one that probably should have done more mm-hmm. and been more of a factor. Yeah. Um, cause the character is very important early on and then just kind of, he has like one or two big things that he does yeah. and then. He loves stops. the lands of Middle-earth and he left them unwillingly coming last to Valinor. Mm-hmm. Yep. But we're definitely confusing people with all these names. And oh, yeah. Whatnot. But, yeah, so that... Brings us lastly... Oh, no, we have got two more. Vanna, who is the sister of Yavanna, is Orome's spouse. Mm-hmm. She's just known as the Ever Young. Not a ton about her. And then let's hop back on to Mandos. We should talk about Mandos. we got to talk about him and his wife. Mandos is a character that I love. And he, again, he has a couple of moments where he's very, very important, but he probably should be regarded more important. Uh, He is literally Hades in that he guards the halls of the dead. Yep, he's the one who summons the spirits to the houses of the dead. And it gets, we're going to do some serious long talks about how elves don't die. Their spirits are kind of eternal and they go to the halls of Vandos. They kind of hang out until... their, Their physical form dies yes. but their spirits don't yes. die like men do yeah tolkien calls the spirits of the elves their fea and it's not so much that elves are immortal because they can be killed but their spirits can then be rehoused in like another body it's weird it is uh, but the halls of mandos is where that's yes we're all that kind of so i know we up. threw like literally 15 names at people yeah but um mandos is dead god he's death god yes well, who's the um who's the god of the death in egyptian mythology what's his name? uh it's not, not Horus. osiris osiris is yeah. osiris the one i think it's osiris it might be because he's the one who's killed by seth his brother yes. and like chopped up into tiny pieces yeah i think it's uh, osiris that yeah. guards the um i uh, mean the under the ways of the underworld yes i think you're right um so uh, that's Mando. Mando's yeah. always kind of the, the the image that gets conjured for me is always that more than mm-hmm. Hades. He's also very importantly the he knows all. He's kind of the prophet of the Valar too. And there are a couple of big moments in the Silmarillion where he pronounces something. Yes. And it's oh, a, he's a big doom guy. Yeah. Well, his, he is the doomsman of the Valar. But and, doom not as in like doom and gloom but just this is what's going to happen so this is your the old english terminology for doom had a different definition yeah. and it just means fate yes that was the and word that was should be for. made very clear for yeah. people it's not it's, not inherently negative your doom is just your fate which is why people kind of criticize like oh mount doom is the evil place and yeah. it was like no token was using that as the like mount fate yeah is kind of what it was supposed to be. So it was kind of like Mount Prophecy. Yeah. Might, whatever. Yeah. Um, Mount Serendipity. Like, there is... (laughs) That's kind of what he was looking for. Mm -hmm. And Doom is just... It's used as... um, differently than it was originally intended. And that's why... He's the Doomsman, as in, like, he's the prophet. He's the guy that kind of... He knows all... He knows what has happened, what will happen. Yep. Anything that is already kind of set, he knows. Mm-hmm. The only stuff he doesn't know is stuff that Iluvatar is still deciding. Yes, and Iluvatar is still deciding stuff all the time. Exactly. Um, and then his spouse is Vire, and she is the weaver. She 
basically makes the tapestry of time. So anything that has ever happened in the history of Middle Earth, she is woven into a tapestry that is in the halls of Mandos. Um, kind of like the creepy three sisters. Yeah, that, the fates. Um, the fates. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I but mean, I I'm thinking she, the Black Cauldron version. But, um, no. Oh yeah, I'm thinking of the Hercules cartoon where they yes. share the eyeball. That's yes. I assume she's. Yeah, it's amazing how good Disney's Hercules was at explaining the Silmarillions. <laughs> yes. All right. But, um, again, we've thrown so many names at you guys. Uh, you might have to come back to this episode a couple of times yeah. for a reference in the But I think we can, we can just give you right now the big ones that we're going to talk about over and over again. You're going to hear their names are going to be Manwe and Varda, Ulmo, Aule and Yavanna, Mandos, Orome, and sometimes Nienna. Not as much. So but a you just bit. said I'm not going to confuse people, and then listed eight names. Well, yeah, eight out of like the the fifteen. Yes. Well, those. That's it's insanely confusing. It is. It, I'm but repetition helps. In theory, if you just yeah. list the names over and over again, not what they do. <laughs> yeah. And so it's not gonna it's not gonna no. sink in. If you uh, what's going <clears> on? <throat> I re- I recommend reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully this helps along the way. But what really is going to work is as we tell the stories. We'll keep coming back to who is who and yeah. what their role is. Yeah. Um, so... Do you want to talk a little bit about some of the main Maiar or leave yeah, them? Yeah, no, we should definitely talk about the Maiar. Because um, I think I think they're more of the... I, I always thought of them more as the angels and the Valar as the gods. Yeah. In my kind of headcanon. Yes. How many gods are there in Christianity? No, but like if we're talking about the pantheon so of Greek... So what's some gods? Yeah, so Greek pantheon. Yeah. That's uh, they're the or maybe demigods. I consider them the demigods. Yeah. All right. So to confuse everyone further, those are the Valar. Those are the gods. Yep. That's the Greek pantheon. Yep. What we are drawing a line here. Clear red mark. Stop. Full stop. Next page. Mm-hmm. What we are talking about is a breed of peoples. Yes. That is completely different. Yes. These are next down on the chain of command. Yep. These are the servants of the Valar. Yes. Which are essentially angels. Mm-hmm. They're demigods. Yeah. They're, uh, they live forever. They have powers. Yep. They're not gods. No. But they're kind of gods. They're like, yeah, they got like magic and stuff. Yeah. Um, Some of them can be rather important especially when you know like lord of the rings rolls around oh yeah the only ones that are like specifically named in this chapter are ilmare who's a nobody she's just like varda's main servant yep aeonwe who is going to be important he's the herald of manwe i love aeonwe such a I think cool he's name so too cool. aeonwe he, oh yeah he's awesome um he's somebody that um we were talking about our favorite characters in the silmarillion and i was like i don't know why i just really attach myself to him i just mm-hmm. think that's really cool gig is to be the herald and yeah. like elrond is the herald of um gilgalad and, Gilgalad. Um, yeah and um, is it gilgalad or gilgalad i've always gone back and forth use which one yeah i feel like using at that particular yeah. moment um, but Gilgalad uh, had Elrond as his herald. Yeah. And it's just the guy that goes forth and basically says, like... This is his decision? This yeah, is, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like the mouth of Sauron. Yeah. Um, but Aonwe is that for the gods. Yes. But he is a Maiar. Yes. So he's an angel, not yes. a god. Yes. Um, Ulmo has two named Maiar. Ose. Ose and Uinen. Uinen. 
It's like a UI, and I don't know if it's a, w- yeah. a W sound. Well, basically, or a... they're they're minor gods of yeah. the waters. Yeah. Um, or or they're angels of the waters. Yeah. I like Ase because he's a giant dick. Because he actively went over to Melkor's side, and yes. then his Uinen, who was his wife, had to come and get him and be like, "Dude, come on." Cut the shit. Yeah. Um, but it, I love Token has the line of like, "Yes, he came back, and Olmo convinced him to join the side of the good." Yeah, he was pardoned and, he and forgiven, there and, and was always faithful. Yes. But he couldn't help but occasionally wreak right. want on destruction because his love of violence never abated. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Um, but he's just kind of the the god of the coastal waters. Yeah. The delight in violence has never wholly departed from him. Oh, yeah. my God. So he he is supposed to be the, um, the, the, like the, the angel that's the... in charge of the storms. He is not uh, uh, in charge of the deeps. No. That is almost, almost, almost to me. Yep. But... Um, yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. He's an interesting character. Yeah. Kind of a dick. Yeah. But I like the I like the gray opposed yes. to the black and white. Yes, yes. He is very much a gray character. Um his wife does nothing ever. No, she's um <sighs> So like a good of the fifteen people we name, yeah. I would say nine. Yeah. She kinda come, like we come back and matter. Just, she calms Ose. That's basically what she does. Like he causes the storms, then she calms them. It's kinda what her deal is. So it's a name you don't need to know. Yeah. Uh, Melian is the next one. And who? We'll, Melian. Melian is one we'll of the most We'll talk about important. her yeah. later on. I was going to say, well, uh, you know, one of the most important stories in... The Silmarillion is... The Silmarillion. Um, has her as a central character. Actually, all of the stories yes. in the Silmarillion kind of have her as a central character, aside from the, the beginning. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she's incredibly important. Oh, um, yeah. She was a Maya of... Um, in Lorien, so in yes. the forests with the prettiness and everything. Yep, she kind of uh, stems off from Yavanna. Yeah. And um, yeah, with, and served um, both Vanna and Este. Dwelt in Lorien. Yeah. Kind of a nightingale yeah. sang about her wherever she went. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's your hint, token fans. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have. And then we have Olorin, who is the wisest. Yes. Um, but yeah, he... he too dwelt in Lorien, but his ways took him off into the house of Nienna, and of her he learned pity and patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that wraps it up. Aside yeah. from, we'll give, we'll Melkor. tell you, who, we'll tell you more about Lorien later. Well, if you're listening to the podcast, you probably know about Lorien. I would hope, so, but some of them but may not. No, exactly. This is a teaching podcast. It is. So, but let's not ruin the surprise because all these not. big punchy things matter in the end. They do. Mm-hmm. And the last section talks about the enemies, which we've kind of done so already. Where it talks a little bit about Melkor and a bunch of the Maya that switched sides. Yeah. Um, so we won't get into it now. But the Maya are the 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 ones in Middle Earth in the Lord of the Rings. They're the powerful ones yeah. in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. In the Silmarillion, they are the lowest on the totem. They are. But in Lord of the Rings, they are the most powerful. They Let's are. put it that way. Um, as an example. Let's not. Darn it. Save it for later. Okay. We've confused people enough with this episode. I suppose. Um, so see if you can get all this straight in your head. But Send us all the questions, all the comments, anything that you're confused about. We're happy to clarify. Yeah, so Melkor is um, a Valar on the evil side. Yes. He is a god. Yes. Uh, his servants are the ones that he could corrupt, yes. and they are the Maiar, yes. and he is able to corrupt a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll leave it there for now. 
but uh, this is 32 minutes, give or take, of mm -hmm. absolute and utter confusion for people. But next we get into the Silmarillion, and that is where the meat of the story is. So ah, you guys yes. have that to look the forward to. The meat and potatoes. <laughs> ah, the taters. Oh, God. Taters? What's taters? Yeah. listening to Concerning Token. We are part of the Enlightened Network. Go find our other podcast, the Enlightened Podcast. Yeah, we can be found uh, pretty much everywhere for social media. Our yeah. Twitter and our Instagram is both uh, concerning.token.pod. Yep, we're on Instagram. You can email us at concerning.token.pod at gmail.com. We are pretty much everywhere you can find podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify google podcasts all of the above so mm -hmm. go like subscribe review we are a five-star podcast and <laughs> i don't need you guys to tell me that but i really want you guys yeah. to tell me that send us emails send us questions if you have stuff you want us to talk about let us know yeah, send us a you... dm on instagram exactly we're all about the world of token and we freely chose to start a token podcast so the thing we like talking about most is Kind okay. of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>